They tell me you're a man with true grit. Frontier. My name is Eric. Sheriff Eric. Um, this week I have with me Deputy Brandon. Either of you need medication attention? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking creepy bear guy. And I also have one with me Marshall Dave. The ground's too hard. They wanted a decent funeral. They should have gotten themselves killed in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I gotta sound like I'm out of breath too. Well, if you don't know what those quotes are from, we're talking about true grit. True grit. True grit. Feels good. To, it's like it was made to be said that way. <laughs> uh, this is not. The original True Grit that came out in 1969. This is the remake that came out in 2010, starring Jeff Bridges, Haley Steinfeld, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin. Banger of a cast. <laughs> <ends there. laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody, but everybody, all good performances. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Brandon, you brought this one to the table. Uh, we've done a Western before with Unforgiven, which was really fun. I like that. And, I and that the Hateful Eight. Oh, Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. I completely yep. forgot about the Hateful Eight as well. Yeah. Um, yes. I, we, yeah. I, I like Westerns. I'm a big fan of Westerns, so I was looking forward very much to this one. Um, but yeah. It's weird. It's we a weird genre. That. Like, no, I just feel like it's under, like it's overlooked a lot. Like we do a lot of like sci-fi yeah. stuff. We do a lot of action stuff, but like westerns, it's not like they're few it's and a little far bit, between. Because like Yellowstone, it's a little bit niche, crushing it, it right now. But it like, westerns were bigger back in like the sixties, yes. John Wayne era. You know, uh, Steve McQueen, whatever the big western stars. But yeah, I feel like they the western genre has died out a little bit. Um, Bonanza, all those oh, old God. shows. Corny, uh, but yeah, we've shit. we've gotten some we've gotten some good westerns, you know, in recent years. Uh, well, Dave, they are few and far between. They've but... brought up the Yellowstone, the TV show, is killing it. Hugely people, popular. People but it's like... not like it's not like an old west western though. It's like a modern. Oh, western. okay. Well, they're doing the it's eighteen. Set, it's not they're set doing in a, the old west. Right. They're doing a prequel to that or something like that. It's like eighteen something. I forget what that was called. Oh, there's right. another one coming out with so, more, okay. more westerny stuff. Yeah, well, I know more we'll get western. into it, but it it is, it's refreshing to experience a western story, even if it's like Red Dead Redemption Two, which came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You, if for video games, you got something. Netflix has had like Godless and all that stuff. There's other. Uh, ways to experience the western storytelling but this movie yeah it's a time piece takes place in the 1800s and it's so romantic and so uh like you said niche and it is but it feels good it's like um when you go a long time without having like a coke like i don't drink coke i don't drink coke i mean on a hot summer day you have a coke it's like 
these are good once in a while you know and Mm -hmm. it's like that with a western it's just like i don't need to see them all the time but i feel you a good one really does scratch that itch sometimes i just i don't know so i'm glad you guys watched thoughts on the the genre and this movie as a whole but and i mean it's a coen brothers movie to boot like that that i know kind of takes it over the edge which i forgot i forgot that they they did this remake yeah so but we'll get into all that um in act two but first we'll check in with our listeners over on the socials uh, at nomads of fantasy if you want to follow us over there on twitter just ask what you what everybody thought of true grit the 2010 remake kyle savage said i really enjoy it i was pretty i was pretty western averse for a long time Mm -hmm. but the era in which this came out along with apalusa which i've never heard and 310 to yuma which is a good movie really turned me around and made me appreciate the genre more. Yeah. Bad movie, bad movie rule, bad movies rule podcast. I get that right. The original was such an important movie to me and my dad that I refused to watch this. Still haven't seen it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I would say give it a try. Yeah. Give it a try. You know, it's, it seems like it's pretty fake. I've never seen the original one, but I watched the know, original this... today. I didn't finish it. I got halfway. And it is very interesting how one's rated G, <laughs> you know, the, the, the 1969 uh, John Wayne version. Is they're going out to hunt to kill somebody? Yeah, but it's G? just they're all like wow. smiling and, oh, what you look at her on that horse. Like, it's just it's just like they're just like joking. I mean, it's not the same. Like this movie, it I think is grittier. Totally I mean, different. this is even way grittier. But they show yeah. a lot of those scenes like it's similar. It's just like. A Disney version, made for TV version, it's a little safer versus like maybe more more raw Cohen version, hmm. right? I mean, we'll get into it, but apparently this is more of a faithful adaptation of the book as opposed to the movie that was sounds like know, based it. on the book. So, yeah. so, uh, oh, we got a live social section here uh, okay. over on Twitch. Already fine, one of oh, our excellent good yes. dudes in our Discord. Uh, nomadsfantasy.com slash discord if you want to join us there it says growing up watching john wayne uh westerns with my grandpa i loved the original wondered how this one would hold up i ended up loving the remake so yeah. there you go yeah. already fine love the original and he loved this remake yeah. as well so i think it's cool watching both bad movies rule podcast check it out yeah you know and you know it's always fun to compare and contrast like a modern take on it versus you know a 60s western right There's obviously some gonna be some differences there oh yeah <coughs> acting but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so it was a little uh, cornier john then. wayne's so acting was i don't know i don't know it was interesting i'll say um, the least eddie arnold said rarely can you go wrong with a cohen film love this one i haven't seen the original but i've heard from many people that while they like both they like the cohen film better hmm so there you go more people advocating for the remake i Uh, could see it aging better because it seemed the more faithfulness of it seems i wrote that down like it's got like slavery and mistreating of native american like it's not it's not a sugar-coated western no, for True. sure. Grit. Yes, very, uh, very gritty. Oh. <laughs> um, and Mackie Rat says, yeah, I saw a preview screening of it, and they edited out a scene that was like a close-up of the father's m- Masonic collectibles. I don't know what that means. 
I get it, but it was a nice shot. Early on, the mo mother is like, make sure your father is buried in his apron or something. Sure. Sure. I guess. Okay. That's cool. You got to see a, a preview screening of it. But, yeah, that uh, happens sometimes. Know, some so stuff that like, was cut out. Stuff gets cut out. And I could. I, I bet a lot of it was cut out in this movie. I feel like when you're making something like this, you probably just shoot a lot of stuff. But you got to can't be too slow and too drawn out tighten it up yep uh already fine over on twitch also says i also appreciate this one extra an extra bit because it's practically set in my backyard in pre-oklahoma territory wow. not many movies set here which beautiful he appreciated uh for ghostbusters afterlife as well because that is sound familiar that was that took place in oklahoma yeah. as well. Hmm. um so he shouted out Oklahoma, okay. which yeah you don't you really don't see many movies set out there out that way so that's cool um all right yeah that's all we had for socials dave i know you you mentioned an extra social section possibly oh yes going, going back to last week last week uh we were talking in the discord <laughs> listener I, I mail that my that my mother yeah. watched stand by me you know i was kind of curious to get the opinion of somebody that grew up in like right the 50s and what their thoughts on it but they said uh her and my dad just finished watching Stand By Me, and it was a blast from the past. They both mm. liked it. She still remembers who her friends were in junior high at that age, a bunch of girls who came from another primary school who became good friends later in life. So Aww, cool. it sounds like it was kind of like a little a little time capsule for some of the older generation, which is... And I wonder if she had that yeah, thing cool to be able like, to see. I haven't thought of them in years. <laughs> in you know? 80, I feel seven like years. This movie makes you that think about... That movie just evokes that. It does. You know? Yeah, it evokes that feeling, for sure. I'm very proud of that uh, episode. Uh, that was a good cool. conversation. It was good. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't listened to it, listen to our last yeah, episode yeah. on no. Stand By Me, because it was... Fun. It was deep. Joined by uh, Nikki over there. It was great. Yeah. Nikki Cones. Good conversation. Nikki Cones. Nikki Pinecone. <laughs> so, uh, well, all right. We, we talked about old episodes, but the next episode, if people want to play along as well. Oh, yes. Schedule. Next I almost week, forgot, Dave. Next Please. week, we're continuing the Summer of Arnold with some Running yes. Man. Another oh, yeah. Stephen King movie. Another Arnold movie. It's the best of both worlds. Um, that can't one is fantastic. I can't wait. I haven't seen that in ages. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see that again. Uh, and then closing out the month with some Tarantino watching some Reservoir Dogs. To two, kind of run up, run two movies that have been like on my list of movies to watch for years that I haven't just haven't gotten around see? to. So it's the summer of Eric wait. too, not just the summer. It's the summer of, of Eric. I'm getting, getting all your holes. filling all my holes over here. <laughs> <laughs> Fill those holes, That's buddy. Right. There you go. That's right uh cool awesome can't wait well saddle week, up partner we're talking about <laughs> saddle up saddle up we're talking about drew grit <laughs> right after we come back from this little break i gotta what do you what do you call the the bathroom the jakes i gotta hit the jakes the jakes, the jakes occupied <laughs> <laughs> right after this
We are we are back <laughs> to talk about Drew Grit. Uh, this movie came out in the year 2010. This is a well, and technically an adaptation slash remake of. So it's an adaptation of the novel, which came out in 1968 by, um, let me get the, the author correct here, by Charles Portis. So 1968 novel. Is it novel. Portier? Por- is it Portier? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Just It's P-O-R-T-I-S. Okay. So I just assume it's Portis. But Not Clinton Portis, but okay. 1968. And then, yeah, the movie, True Grit, came out a year later, which is crazy, hmm. in 1969. So... The, uh, yeah, the Coen Brothers movie, written and directed by the Coen Brothers. And they, I mean, they claim it's more of a an adaptation of the book than the actual movie that was based on the book. So they are, they're sticking more closely to the, the story of the book um, in this one. But it was, I mean, the year it came out, it was, it did pretty good at the box office steven spielberg 35 was the executive producer i saw he was an executive producer on this one yeah yeah so it's a good it's well. a good quite team. well on the awards too it was nominated for yeah. tons of stuff a bunch of st- yeah i mean budget was 35 million box office raked in 252 how come million. you guys didn't see it because i saw it it's when it came it's out. just one of those that i'm like this was it's weird because this was the prime time for me, for Westerns, because 2010 is the same year as Red Dead Redemption, the first Red Dead Redemption. Oh, no shit. So, like, that is the thing that sort of got me into Westerns to start out with, was playing Red Dead Redemption. And then, so, like, this this movie may have come out, like, I think it came out in March of, or no, 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 it came out December 2010. So, it it probably did come out right after Red Dead Redemption. Um, So... I don't know. I just, I guess I just happened to miss it because I was in that Western mode at this time. And I remember seeing like previews for it. And I'm like, oh, that looks really good. But I just never got around to seeing it. So hmm. I don't know. And I tradition, you know, like I said, that's kind of what got me into Westerns. Westerns just aren't high on my list. About Westerns, but I just watched it because Jeff Bridges wasn't like, and I was just like, I, I mean, see this because it's Jeff Bridges. We didn't even say amazing. the cast. Jeff Bridges, Haley Steinfeld, Matt Damon. Fucking Josh Which, Roland, like I kind of take stacked. offense. Well, we made, we talked. We I, it is stacked earlier, but it is no. They're all good actors. Like that's why I want to listen. Like, I'm two Bud Lights. Haley's... I'm two Bud Lights <laughs> in, so I didn't. Run. So I, but I wanted you guys to see this movie because one, I liked how we talked about Unforgiven and Hateful Eight. Yeah, and I knew yeah. we liked Western movie storytelling, and I thought, man, you know that was a good one. And you know how I am with kid acting. But I do know how you are. Stand by me has great kid acting in it, and I don't know how old she was, but I think 14, she was the 13, same age. 14? She she start like when she like auditioned. She was thirteen years old. So <clears throat> like throughout the production, she was yeah. 13, she 14. one thing I do take offense to is like the I'm looking at the movie posters now, and there's a couple different ones, and she's not. Uh, like her name isn't on any of them which hmm. is kind of i mean young actress coming up but like josh brolin matt damon jeff bridges are like the top i ones. mean but, you got josh brolin is barely, barely in it. Up front. he's barely in the movie mm-hmm. like she's the, the I didn't main even know character it was him. of the entire movie like like I when mean, i saw him i didn't even, didn't even yeah, recognize him fucking thanos taking a shit in the creek 
<laughs> yeah, I I mean I get it. You're marketing a movie, so you want to yeah. put the the big name actors on the you know on the front page. And like I said, this was like her first movie. I think you know, so. One of yeah. her one of her first roles. So Haley like, Steinfeld. She was an up and coming yeah. actor. Haley Steinfeld. She's, now but, she's yeah. dating she's, her quarterback. So yeah. Go Bills. Josh Allen. Yeah, her yeah. and Josh Allen are Go in Bills. cahoots over there. Yep. So well, anyway, she, no, she killed. She, it. I mean, she killed. It. That's why I wanted she you guys did to amazing. see it. The acting dude. is it's a it's just. It's directed well. It's a good remake. It's a western. I knew you'd like it. I don't know. I just I wanted you to see Jeff Bridges because Eric hasn't seen Big Lebowski. I know. I just another told you guys that movie. today. But that's a Cohen flick, and that has mm-hmm. um, Jeff Bridges, and he's outstanding. And that has an excellent cast. So, but yeah, She's, I don't. It's got the same look. I <laughs> take the eye patch off and you basically oh. have the dude. So, yeah. Well, one's high, the other one this one's drunk. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Switching it up. One thing I do love about I mean this movie specifically and just western stories in general, like you were saying, Brandon before. They're they're easy going. It's like popping a coke on a summer day, you know. Like this was an easy pretty easy watch for me cuz the the story is simple. Simple. It's basically just a story about this girl, 14-year-old girl. Her father gets killed, and she, she wants revenge. Wants revenge. But, she, but she's not a pushover. She she's a smart, strong I love that about female. her character. Yeah. And she's like, I'm outsmarting everyone around me. It's and pretty hilarious. Yeah, the it's way exactly. she, just she knows her way people. around. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. The horse trading scene where yes. like, she's going back and forth. That's with one, the of banker. Favorite, like, one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, yeah this, this chick is not to be messed with. Not to be trifled with. So it's if, well, hold on. So if you know, if we're gonna start like kind of, we, it seems like we all like this movie, but if we could just maybe sum up the plot and then, I feel like we already did. Yeah, that was. I mean, it's a fourteen-year-old girl that want you know well, her father gets killed by this <clears throat> dude. Named she gets Tom a marshal. There are two. She hires right. So, but you have Jeff Bridges, who is this marshal. He's an older marshal, and he's known for finding and killing guys and bringing them in, mostly dead. And he's Which also a the, drunk. I love that that court scene too when we're first oh, introduced great. to Cogburn that, and his. It's character. much like, longer. That outlines <laughs> the original. It's not. It's much shorter. This one is much longer. It just it's it does really such good. a good job of it does such a good job of like giving us like what a taste of what his character is like and like. You know, he he's basically lying through his teeth about what happened and, you know, in the whatever he's being prosecuted for. Killing a bunch of people. Uh, yeah. You, be, yeah. You can tell. He, he gets, so his character basically just kill, kill, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. Well, rolled up to the Whartons there and there were the North Fork strikes a Canadian. What did you find? Answered the Canadian. I had my glass. I spotted them two boys and their old daddy Aaron down in the creek bank with some hogs. Killed a show. Had a fire built under a wash pot for scalding water. What'd you do? Now, as we was U.S. Marshals, I hollered out there and we needed to talk to his two boys. They raised an axe, commenced to cussing us and blackguarding this court. What? What did you do then? Well, I backed away from the axe and trying to talk some sense into him. Uh, while this was going on, Cece he edges over to the wash pot there behind the steam and. Picks up a shotgun, 
Potter seen him, but it was too late. Cece Wharton pulled down on Potter with one barrel and turned to do the same for me, and I shot him. When the old man raised the axe, I shot him. Otis lit out, and I shot him. Cece Wharton and Aaron Wharton were dead when they hit the ground. Otis was just winged. Did you find the job with $120 in it? Leading? Sustained. What happened then? Found a jar with $120 in it. What became of Otis Wharton? There it sits. You may ask, Mr. Gowdy. Thank you, Mr. Potter. Which, I mean, makes the kind of perfect hire for, uh, for Maddie, Maddie the girl. But and that's that's Rooster uh McGruff? Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> and then the opposite of him, another person that's brought into the story, played by Matt Damon. Le Beef. Le Beef. Le Beef. The Texas. It's Ranger. like Le Beauf, but he wants to be called Le Beef to make an American sounding or something like that. They 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 say that in the original version, but this one they kinda of just go right to Le Beef. Yeah, and he's from Texas. He's just like a, a bounty hunter. Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger. He works for. Mm-hmm. He's a Texas Ranger. That's right. Yes, he's a Texas Ranger, and the two of them have two different philosophies on how to go and hunt down a guy. But Maddie, she wants revenge. She wants this guy, and she's like, "This guy will at least kill him, or like get them, or something like that." So, so she goes with Rooster. Well, she doesn't want you know Labeef to get involved because for him it's I mean it's his own motivation. Well, he wants to take crimes. him back to Texas too. She wants him fucking yeah. hung for her father, not for the guy that they're looking for. Basically, he shot a senator too, and that's yeah. Labeef is after the, for the senator and a dog, which she should just be hanging for. Dog. You know, all yeah. right, yeah, right, right. And you think, hey, everybody, let's get together. Let's all do this, you know, as a team. But that doesn't work out really quick. So, I don't know. Hilarity and I love the rivalry between Cogburn and Labeef. It's so good. It's like the, I don't know, like the insults, the country insults that they throw back and forth at each other when he's like talking shit about each other's horses, talking shit about how you couldn't shoot a rifle, you couldn't hit a man at 300 yards. Just the the Old West language that they're using. It is very, very timely. I mean... Because, like I said earlier, it's like so they, proper in like, like they're still like yeah they don't slavery use they don't use conjunctions. It's like I do not know that man. It's <laughs> just the way they talk is so hilarious. I do not know him. You will hold your tongue if you know what was wise for you. Like, <laughs> like he gets what? a, Labeef gets a switch and starts spanking uh, Maddie at one Dude. point. I'm like. What he's, is he's going a, on? Like, but Captain Justice. But like, you there. see the way the native was getting treated when they're doing the hanging. Like, it's very. Oh yeah. It's very all, all oh, the my time. God. It's funny, but it's fucked. It's up, fucked. Right? Yeah. Because like up. you let these two white guys say give uh, say their piece. Yep. Their they last will and test. Yeah. Their <laughs> they last go words. the Native American dude. And he's like, I just want to say one thing. <laughs> and they put the thing Instantly over. Instantly put just the like, bag oh. over. He just starts singing in there. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. But, it's funny, but it yeah, yeah. it reflects you know it's, how it was because back then. how outrageous. Well, it's funny because it like how like, could we, how could we be that right? What the fuck? Like I don't know. Right. These, exactly. these days, it's interesting. In a trifling quarrel over a pocket knife, if I had received good instruction as a child, can you point out the sheriff? Out on the Cimarron, him with the mustaches. I would be with my wife and children today. I do not know what is to become of them, but 
I hope and pray that you will not slight them and compel them to go into low company. <laughs> Well, I killed the wrong man as to which why I'm here. <laughs> and I killed the man I meant to, I don't believe I'd have been convicted. The seamen out there in that crowd is worse than me. Okay. Before I am hanged, I would like to say, although. I mean, that's the kind of the humor that was thrown out throughout this movie as well, um, which I thought the one misconception that I had going into this movie. I mean, I didn't know it was a Coen Brothers movie for one, which they always throw that like dark humor into their movies. There's dark humor snuck in there. So I didn't know it was a Coen. I thought this movie was going to be like a straight up like, I mean, it's called True Grit. So I thought it was going to be much right. more violent, like, much more dark, much more like somber yeah. tone. But I was, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised when like the tone is much more lighthearted, even though it's like some serious themes going on. Like this girl's father yes. was murdered and she wants revenge for her father's killer. Like there's this right. like light tone to it and throughout right. the entire movie. And it, like everybody is kind of joking with each other and jabbing each other. And, you know. I, I enjoyed that. It was refreshing. I thought it would be like kind of what it was. I, the one thing that I like about like just, I guess, country movies in general, they always have a lot of really good like wide shots <clears throat> and a lot of good. I don't know, like the dialogue shots is the every yeah. the shots seem more interesting because they're all shot on location, which you don't have to do a lot. You got a lot of horses riding through fields and horses riding over mountains and stuff. But even just like campfire scenes you know the river scene or whatever like that's like you, you're not faking that kind of stuff but there was part was of it nominated they, for best cinematography was it okay well, mm-hmm. there you go part that they did i did see some cg in uh was really bad but that was way 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 later in the movie so which part which part are you when they're riding to? when they're riding back to town after the snake bite Oh, okay. Like you can see, you can see some really bad green screen, and that's the only time I ever noticed it during the entire movie, though. But everything else is like, I don't know if I noticed. Like, yeah, riding through the forest really with either. like with some really cool shots. Like there's a lot of different, you know, cool wide angles, nice nice vistas. I guess in all country movies, the earth though, they've got that. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I want to go back to. Uh, Eric was saying though about the tone, because like yeah, it's you know it it is serious, and gritty, mm. but it's like a little Tarantino, like kind of added to it, right? And I think that's what the Coens brothers do is like they they kind of exaggerate some of these characters. Jeffries is is ridiculous, but he's funny. He's funny throughout the whole movie, and so is uh, Labeef, right? Mm-hmm. And even when the characters meet each other, it's kind of comical. So you have Labeef sitting in the room staring at Maddie. That was fucking and creepy. She's getting ready to, you know, she yeah, she's she woke up and in, the, a, in that room. There's a dude smoking a pipe. And in he's the just room. staring at. Her. <laughs> well, and he even said like, "I had a, a half a mind to give you a kiss or whatever while you were sleeping." And I'm like, "What the fuck are right. you talking about, dude?" <clears throat> right. Which that line is verbatim from the original. I noticed, but it's a weird line. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that is weird. Why it's in both versions too? Like they kept that in. But anyways, she's, she's like 
a third of his age. Anyways, um, she, I, I like how she outsmarts him. They're talking about chasing down the guy that killed her her father, which is Ch- Ch- what was his Tom name? Chaney or Chalmsford, as he's also referred to. Yeah, so so yeah, so Chaney, right? And uh, he's like, you know, he's a he's a very smart guy. He's a very crafty guy and stuff like that. He's like, he's been I've been tracking this guy for like years or months or whatever. I think six months. And uh, she's like, I found him dull. He's like, well, it's an act. And she's like, like it did not seem like an act. Basically, she's saying that the guy is an idiot. She's so smart, and she knows that, and she's insulting well, she the was, thief right to him. She said and something like, oh, I'm having a hard time getting him. It's just like, no, idiot. Like, you, yeah. you're dumb. You how just is, stink at your job. How is this guy outwitting yeah. you at every turn, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good there. It's throwing it in his face. This is a man I think you know. You called him Tom Chaney, I believe. Though in the months I've been tracking him, he has used the name Theron Chelmsford. John Todd Anderson and others. He dallied in Monroe, Louisiana, and Pine Bluff, Arkansas, before turning up at your father's place. Well, why did you not catch him in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, or Monroe, Louisiana? He is a crafty one. I thought him slow-witted myself. That was his act. That was a good one. Are you some kind of law? That's right. I'm a Texas Ranger. That may make you a big noise in that state. In Arkansas, you should mind that your Texas trappings and title do not make you an object of fun. Why have you been ineffectually pursuing Janie? He shot and killed a state senator named Bibbs in Waco, Texas. Bibbs' family put out a reward. Well, how came Janie to shoot a state senator? My understanding is there was an argument about a dog. You know anything about the whereabouts of Janie? Well, he's in the territory, and I hold out little hope for you winning your bounty. Why is that? My man will beat you to it. I fired a deputy marshal, the toughest one they have. Annie's familiar with the Lucky Net Pepper Gang they say Chaney's tied up with. Well, I will throw in with you and your marshal. No. Marshal Cogburn and I are fine. It'll be to our mutual advantage. Your marshal, I presume, knows the territory. I know Chaney. It is at least a two-man job taking him alive. When Chaney is taken, he's coming back to Fort Smith to hang. I'm not having him go to Texas to hang for shooting some senator. It is not important where he hangs, is it? It is to me. Is it to you? It means a great deal of money to me. It's been many months' work. Oh, I'm sorry that you were paid piecework and not on wages, and that you have been eluded the winter long by half-wit. You give out very little sugar with your pronouncements. While I sat there watching you, I gave some thought to stealing a kiss, though you are very young and sick and unattractive to boot. But now I have a mind to give you five or six good licks with my belt. One would be as unpleasant as the other. She's got a lot of those lines the whole movie, though. Like, she outwits everybody. Every Like, she's one right. step ahead in every conversation that she's kind of in. Which, bad guys, good guys. Which helps, which helps drive the movie. Because if she yeah. was just helpless, just bumbled around and, like, didn't do anything, like, this is a boring character. But the fact that she... She's got that it's grit. So she's got that mind. grit. Maybe Reminds she's got the of, truth. Uh, right, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that that I think you could interpret the title of this movie, book, whatever, in a lot of different ways, just based on the characters. But yeah, it reminds me of like when we were talking about like The Shining or something, and you know, uh, the mom, I forgot her name in the movie. the The mom character it was she's just like Wendy. A, Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. Wendy. 
she's just like a you know a weak bumbling character throughout the entire movie i mean she she kind of has her moment in the end but like you Get know away it's from much me. more it's <laughs> it makes for a much better character when you have like a, especially since she's the lead in this movie Haley steinfeld's character yes. maddie like she yeah. has to be like a strong a strong lead and i think that just made her character so much more interesting because she's so young and she's she she's standing she's all by herself she doesn't really have anyone else to support her because like the only people out of she her has, element the only people she has left is her little brother and her mom who you know basically she said wouldn't really do she's, any of this stuff she's so smarter she's than her mom and she fucking she's knows gotta, it yeah she knows it said Haley she's was gotta step up and take care of this business Haley was cast from among fifteen thousand applicants that applied for the role so. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Quite, I can't imagine looking That's like talking crazy. to that many people, but it's uh, <laughs> insane. But yeah, I mean, they kind of did the same thing when they did the Potter movies too. But like, I don't know, being handpicked for that role is pretty impressive. You okay there? That is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Going back again to the tone, I was surprised when I saw one that this movie was rated PG thirteen. I was completely expecting R, like a hard R for sure. Because, like, I mean, with other Coen Brothers movies, like, I'm thinking of, like, Fargo or something. It's much more oh. violent and dark. Yeah. Much darker. So, again, like, I was going in expecting something completely different, which I think maybe this is part of the reason. I mean, even the Coen Brothers said, and, like, critics have said, this is part of the reason why this movie, I think, found success. Is because it was rated PG-13, so you could, you know, you could take your, I don't know kids or i had my kids watch on this son to see hey this is what it was like this is what it was like you know you don't like it hey i mean don't right (laughs) it's not like a it's not overly violent it's not they're not like (laughs) i don't know i'm telling you it's not overly violent they're not swearing you know every other word in this movie like it's it's wholesome sort of wholesome and it's it's like i said just going back to the tone it's just like just the overall tone of everything is yeah it's very accessible to a wider audience and i think right. that works to its benefit for sure yeah that was probably spielberg's probably like telling the cohen bears like yo if we just you know do this maybe you know maybe he was just like we'll have might have a bigger reach because mm-hmm. he he targets families most of the time yeah spielberg so um but yeah like this movie has a lot of characters like as they go hunting down uh, her killer or her father's killer you encounter different people like you meet Quinn and uh, I forget Moon, what the redhead is cabin guys by Domhnall Gleeson again oh it was yep. I yeah I think it looked familiar oh shit yep I was like I I know is that is that Domhnall yeah that's that's one of the Gleeson boys for sure yeah. it is yep <clears throat> yep and uh, it was a good scene it was just you see rooster like kind of you know he's he's pretty open to letting um maddie like be with him on this journey at, at this point so he's using her like hey you know smoke him on all the stuff and he shoots his way through anyways they get inside they sit down at that table and i love scenes like this me too because the, the tension is there yeah, it's just like too. where are we going with this and uh <laughs> 
you just see so much about the characters and really i mean mostly it's rooster right yep like he is quick to shoot you see why he kills so many people he doesn't fuck around dude i love that not worth it well he knows that they know after yeah even after like as soon as he shot him he's like shit like he knew he shouldn't have done that like he needed more information out of him but he was like shoot first ask questions later you know and, you know that does it shows a lot of his character with the truth we seen that in haze two days ago don't you act a fool if you blow i will kill you i played out i need a doctor we met ned and haze two days ago Chopped the guy's fucking hand off. That was a that was a nasty scene. And he could have shot. He could have shot him in the leg or the arm or winged him in the shoulder. Oh, but damn it. no, he went he went straight for the kill. And he he knew that he shouldn't have done that because he still needed information from him. Oops. So. Oopsie doopsie. Can't hunt a criminal without blowing a few faces in. You know, yes, but then you got like, uh, was it Moon there? And he's like, ah, oh, dying and all that stuff. He's like, yeah, you're dead, you're, you're toast. So he's like, give me some information from him. He's like, I'll bury you and all that stuff. That's where you're close to <laughs> It's just like, because like he starts formulating a plan. Because like him and LeBeef are like kind of have a beef going, you know? So like they're not working together at this point. And he sets up this trap for. Uh, I think it's like well, he tells us. Oh man, tell, Pepper tells him as he's dying, right? Yeah, like Lucky Ned Pepper that they're on their way, essentially. Yeah, and he's like, "I'll just take them all out," and it'll be like, "I got it, I know what to do." And you're like, "Yeah, all right." But then instead of those guys showing up to this cabin or whatever, it's Labeef. Le- and it's a cool shot because you're watching from afar. Tension is still there. It's like, mm-hmm. where is this? You know, where is this going to go? And like, is Labeef going to die? They, and- they stay with. You know, Rooster and Maddie, they stay on that side. They don't show yeah. what's happening on, you know, uh, I forget what is his name. You don't hear what they on say. On the beef side, yeah, you can't hear what's going on. You don't see what's inside the cabin, what's after. But you see the guys on their horses mm-hmm. go around. Or, uh-huh. You know, like, all right, it's not looking good. You know, and this guy's got one eye. Like, what is he going to do in the dark with one eye, you know, and with his rifle? And, right. You know, but <laughs> yep. He takes the shot. I mean, it's, it. you know, like he hit, he hits... LaBeef in the process. Everybody mm-hmm. except for the one guy that they're going for, Cheney. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. But he take yeah, he he gets a good good amount of them. Um I don't know, but those moments, it's just like and then the character like the guy with the bear suit, you know, it's what just, the fuck is all these <laughs> he was so fucking weird. I it was weird he was in gonna... the middle for nothing. Like I don't know what was going on with that. It was a weird scene. I thought yeah. for sure he was gonna be like the savior at the end of the movie like he was gonna ride up and show up and like end up saving you know maddie or something from her snake bite because he was like he was a doctor dentist no i whatever. didn't even think about that yeah so i was like that dude's definitely gonna make a return somewhere to you know help help out somebody but no it was I just a random how he's... it was just a random scene random weird scene when he came it's up so upon them. weird like what is he talking about he shows up they're being tracked and they're like, okay, he shows up, and he's picking up bodies. He bought he it traded, off the, bought he, the body he, off the Chinaman. Well, he traded. Well, no, they cut down that guy in the tree, and then the Indian dude rolled up and was like, you know, can I have this body, basically? And then the, the forester guy. Yeah. Well, not bef- before that. Like the other Indian guy, he just wanted to like sell the body or whatever. 
but he ended up trading the body with the forester guy, the weird medical dude. The bear guy. Bear man. Yeah, the bear guy. And then he was like, okay, he's the one who ended up following, you know, Maddie and uh, Cogburn because okay. Cogburn told the the other Indian guy <laughs> to shoot off his rifle if somebody's following them. So he did. And then they waited. And then this weird forester guy showed up and he had the same body that they cut down from the tree. So. Okay. So now you're reminding me of another scene. So speaking of like the Indians in the movie, which, uh, I don't know why the first place we stop is like this random house. Maddie stays in the outside. There's two ki- two girls. These two Indian girls. That was a boy and, and a girl. Like sitting... Might have been a boy and a girl. I don't know. Was it a boy tell. and a girl? Might I don't know. Been. I thought they were a boy and a girl, but then it looked like two girls in the last shot. Well, anyways, two young kids. And um, they're sitting there messing around with like... I think I they're, know, like lo- they're like loitering or just hanging around. Because I don't know if that's an... In- is that an Indian shop that they went to? I think so. I thought it was somebody's it? house. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's their house. It's somebody. like their house slash store. Oh. It's like a store, but they live there. Okay, explain to me about that scene. I don't know. He, why was he kicking those <laughs> I kids, don't know. dude? And he's like legit he's like, kicking them. Get I, out of here. First time I saw that scene, I fucking like lost it. I didn't laugh, but I was like, whoa, what the fuck? I thought they were just like, like I don't know. Like Jawas that were like hanging around the store, loitering, trying to steal something. Oh, or doing something. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know if it was yeah. like a, if it was a native shop or if it was just like somebody's house. I thought it was. That's the impression that I got, but maybe I'm wrong. Mm. Maybe maybe they were just hanging around there, but I I don't know. I was confused by that, but I it was it was dude weird, another weird scene. Comes out and he just instantly goes up and kicks a kid in the back. And he's just landing on lands on his head, <laughs> chucking him off the just kicking porch. these kids around. Yeah. <laughs> Those kids don't got the grit. He, you got to have the grit. You're going to kick them kids. But they were also like being like abusive to that horse or that mule. that was Oh, there. and he like, caught like it free. Were, it was like. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like. He was just. That could be the reason. Punishing them. But he right. didn't like that. Which he. So it's like interesting, right? Because, okay. Why did he do that? It's about his personality. Okay. You learn. He's constantly fucking yapping to Maddie. Oh, I was married. Yeah, he's he's telling her his whole life story as they're going on this adventure together. Yeah, he's just he's just he's like an old guy. He's just chatting about his life. But I like that because it it gives them it gives Maddie and Cogburn. I mean, Maddie is like, you know, you can tell she's kind of like not really listening or whatever. (laughs) She, She just doesn't doesn't really care. But I think those scenes do have some importance in building their relationship together because they are going on this huge adventure and journey. And like, it's just the two of them out in the wilderness traveling for days, weeks. I don't know how long this was months on end looking for this dude. They're out there together alone. So like, of course they're going to build some sort of relationship throughout, you know, throughout the movie, throughout their adventures. Um, And obviously I think we see that, come back around towards the end because we we do realize that Cogburn puts on a you know a tough face but I think in you know he really does care about Maddie by the end of the movie so I think those scenes were important in building their building their relationship yeah, but it was still sort of when the... he was just constantly yammering getting yammering on about his life he's getting that well towards the end he's just getting fucking pissed drunk while he's just riding oh yeah Drinking whole bottles yeah, that, of whiskey, leaving the bottles on trees, throwing them in rivers. 
Yeah, I thought that yeah. shit would be important to uh, have. But do you guys notice? I did you notice the lawyer? I'm jumping back a little bit. There was a narrator that wrote a letter to Haley. Haley to Maddie. Maddie. Her lawyer. Did you guys recognize that voice in there? Nah, I don't think so. Really? I know what you're talking about, but it is it is J.K. Simmons from. Oh, really? Oh. I guess I guess now That's is he like cool. the farmer's guy, but uh, from Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah, I know who J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Wait, what? What did he do? <laughs> when when she writes a letter, when she's uh she's talking to the banker guy to get the horses or whatever, and she's got to get a letter from her attorney. Yeah. The voiceover for the attorney is J.K. Simmons. Oh shit! I don't even think I, I should. It. I mean, his voice, voice is so recognizable. I like, heard it yeah. and I immediately just popped up on my phone. I'm like, I know that. I know that is somebody because it's hmm. it had that tone to it. No, I didn't. You know, I, have, I didn't catch dude, that. Dude, I first love time how I love how everyone talks in this movie. <laughs> it so is. Good. I love like like that lawyer. That lawyer. Oh, you know, I'm gonna talk like this. I was just like, but they all sound like they're like missing teeth or they're like. You gotta have like always captions like on. some kind of. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like. I, I sat back down and they weren't on, and I'm like, I can't understand a goddamn word these people are saying. Sometimes. I mean, I watch everything with captions nowadays, but like this yeah. movie especially because I. I went back and watched a couple scenes before we started recording just to refresh myself. And I was just watching them on YouTube and didn't have captions on. And I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? I can't understand. I I can't understand Jeff Bridges, especially when he starts getting pissed drunk and slurring his words even more. But Oh, dude, what was he saying at the end of the movie at that final fire when they're all together? He's like, I'm out. But he's not saying that. What is he saying? He's just like so hammered in that scene. Uh, oh, it was. I thought it was something like "I'm out" or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. There's, could... there's so many good, so many good Jeff Bridges moments. Oh, one of my other favorite moments of this movie is when the, <laughs> when Cogburn and Labeef have the uh, shooting contest, when they're both oh, trying to yeah. prove that you know who's the better shot, and like fucking takes Jeff Bridges. He throws the bottle up in the air. It shoots it, misses. It's on the ground. He shoots it like three more times and doesn't hit it until like the fourth shot. He blames the Chinaman on the, the bullets. He and then they're throwing the cornbread up in the air. I'm like, that's a that's a waste of cornbread. You can tell how fucking shooting all your cornbread. Shit faced he is trying to shoot his gun too because he's just like, he fell off. Yeah, he fell off. He's like, he threw it up. Just the way he throws it is so funny. Like the amount of effort he's putting in. And he's like out of breath, and he throws it <laughs> yeah. up, and he's got to like turn around and find it in the air and try to shoot. So, it. so funny. Two at the same time. <laughs> hold your fire, please. Hold your fire. Yeah, well, hold your well, hold your hand. So or mind your hand or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. That was one of my one of my favorite scenes. I will take my There. There. My bullet. Your bullet? If you hit what you aim at, explain my shoulder. Gentlemen, shooting cornbread out here on the prairie is getting us no closer to the Ned Pepper gang. One more. This'll prove it. Wait, hold fire. But the dynamic of the characters is great. 
uh yeah absolutely that's what, i mean it's just it's it's just good because it's uh yeah it looks good but it has like these characters are just interesting they're well they're all well written they're all well acted i mean mostly it's yeah. just the three of them like they're the three main ones like we don't mm-hmm. even get to see tom cheney i think it was until like an hour 20 minutes into the movie it was the last like 20 the minutes. last 10 yeah. minutes, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. which i mean he's good it's fine you don't need a yeah it's kind of like the 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 trip is like half of the fun. Yeah. Um, the journey is more important yes, than yeah. the destination. Yes, there you go. Thank sure. you. Um, but yeah, just the three of them. And then you just kind of get people mixed into like that kind of trifecta of that little group, which is, I don't know, just the bickering back and forth between rooster and Labeef is just enough just the, to bring you there. Some of the best parts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What you know is going to play off at the end of the movie oh, when yeah. it all comes together and they're all going to like they they both save each other and uh they respect each other at the mm-hmm. end kind of thing and yeah and even get, and Maddie gets like their their trust and stuff but it the let's actually talk about that last part I think it's it's not the weakest part of the movie but it does it's just different from the rest of it cuz it's like yeah it's like this journey it's them Kind of it's very much like classic that. classic western because i i watched the original the scene from the yeah. original movie the 1969 movie just yeah. to compare it to you know the, oh, okay. the climactic scene when Cogburn... i didn't see the end of the original okay so what happens in the original it's honestly it's I know... pretty shot for shot uh with the original it's just more well done because it's it's basically the same like cogburn rides up with you know, to the Ned Pepper gang, and it's one on four, essentially. Four. Oh, no shit, yeah. So and it, the one guy's constantly doing animal sounds? Yep. <laughs> they had the <laughs> oh, really? same animal sounds in the original. <laughs> I was wondering what was up with that guy. So weirdo. weird. Does he even talk, or he just makes animals? No, he, he didn't say a word. Sounds. He just, yeah, only did animal hmm. sounds. But He did. Honestly, maybe that's part of the reason why it's a little bit weaker, because it it is pretty shot for shot with the original movie. I mean, obviously, the I think the remake and modern sensibilities film sensibilities like it makes it more dramatic for sure okay because like in the original movie it's it's your classic western like you you know they're popping off shots and then the dude falls off the horse and then that's that's about it but like it's obviously this movie is shot much better and they make the last like shot with uh because the same it ends the same way like labeef is the one that saves uh Cogburn at the end because you know at the end Ned Pepper is standing over him about to shoot Cogburn and then Labeef saves him with his sharps rifle he takes the shot from <laughs> 300 sharp. yards or whatever but like yeah. it's I mean in this movie it's done much much better because they make it more dramatic um and they take it you know a lot slower because like in the original he just pulls up his rifle shoots him and then fucking Ned Pepper falls over and he's dead but like I really like how they they made it dramatic in this movie because, like, you know, before Labeef was telling a story about him and his sharps rifle and he was mounted <laughs> and took a shot and he missed. But this one, he really was, he was taking his time sharps rifle. lining up the shot. Yep. And he, he got the shot and saved Cogburn at the end there. So so for Cheney in that scene, though, like he, he was, was very minor, right? Like Pepper had more of a yeah. scene than he did. So. I thought his acting was really good. It was really interesting, but he was a complete moron. She was right. Like she's like, this guy's not smart. He's not smart mm. enough to, to be outwitting you. 
I don't know why the marshal was having a hard, not the marshal, the ranger was having a hard time getting this guy, but maybe he just didn't have enough intel. Maybe he was just too by the book to like do it. Maybe like what um, Rooster does, or you know, he he'll he has his he's un- unorthodox, right? So maybe like the two different styles, like they weren't working, but together, I mean, they well, actually no, not even that though, because it's dumb luck. They were like, we give up, we can't find it. The trail's gone cold. And then she just the next morning goes to get like fucking water in her canteen. She's like, "Oh, he's right here." Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe to their credit, they got that far. Well, Beef they were close comes back. And, he but... says he went to the river when he heard the gunshot. So that's what drew him, Labeef, back. And then we all saw Rooster down there too. So that's when they come up with the plan. Yeah, okay. Yep. Come up with the plan, which is pretty. I mean, that was a nice little ending. The the snake bite thing. I thought that was kind of weird at the end, where it's just like. Yeah. Oh, you fell in a hole, and there's a whole bunch of fucking snakes in there for no reason. Well, they were talking like, about. I mean, oh, they, why you it's have like that? A, it's kind of like a callback to because they were before they were talking about the snakes and like how they they were like putting protection around their camp to keep the snakes out. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they made a reference to like, oh, you know, Cogburn was like, snakes don't want you. You're too small and bony. You know, you don't well, have doesn't make meat a, enough make a meat on your bones. So like it. It's kind of like it, it brings it back full cir- circle there, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I didn't sorry, think a snake ahead. bite would like melt your arm that quickly, but I thought the sucking it's of the rattlesnake. I thought the sucking of the it's poison thing was bite. like a Boy Scout thing that you could use to not have to go to the. I think it was too. It's too late. I mean, well, rattles- it's a good scene where he tries. Yeah. This old yeah. man gets. Oh, down he's there. in fucking beast mode. He's like he's full of adrenaline. He's fucking ready. Yes. He cares that's about That's what her. I love. Yeah, that's what I loved about this. He little, sucks it out right here. away. He knows what the situation is. He's like, fuck, this ain't good. Yeah. He, I mean, he was trying to tell that redhead kid. It was like, yo, you got shot in the leg, man. Like, I, you got like three days. To, like, we could go now. Just tell me what I need. No, Dude, we, you know, it makes you think about. Leg. He can see shit. He knows. Makes you think about that shit and like how it was back then, you know. Because right. it take, they're, they are days out from any sort of civilization. Right. You know, so but like, that's you what's get sad though because there, he, he gets up and he's like, "All right, you know, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna take little Blackie," and they ride that thing ride through so the night, far. Ride it he starts like he has to stab it in the ass in the side like to that keep was it going yeah. to get this girl. <laughs> it was pretty. It was a sad, it's a tough it's a tough that's the toughest yeah. scene in the whole movie I think. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes until it can't go, and then. Instead of letting it, and he and he's like quick. He's like, we don't have time for any of this. He, then he has to shoot it in the head, and then scoop her up and just keep going. Keep running, yeah. And he's it's like, crazy. I'm an old man, and I'm fucking. He's old, oh, and I was fat, worn and debating up. on out of yeah. shape and drunk. I thought he was gonna die right there when he was. At the end, he's he's pretty huffing and puffing it pretty bad. I thought he was just gonna have like a right, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot the guy in Red Dead Redemption, but <clears throat> you know. Which one? No, nah, don't worry one? about it. Uh, I thought I was just gonna. Oh, I oh I was just gonna, Arthur, yeah, just gonna fucking yeah. keel over and die right there. So I don't know. Oh yeah, there was were a couple just... differences, I guess, with the ending from the original movie and this movie, which are, I guess, closer to the book. But in the original movie, apparently Labeef dies from his injuries. No, like he gets hit in the no. head with the rock, and then he helps Maddie get out of the snake pit. But they, you know, Maddie gets bit, and they don't have time to really take Labeef with them so he dies in the pit um and like i guess the the scene with cogburn taking maddie to get help this one was much more effective because like 
in the original movie, like, yeah, he rides little blackie, but then they happen upon like a stagecoach that takes them to the rest of the way to the, oh, the okay. whatever to, to get her help to the doctor. They're, they're out in Indian lands. Like there's no fucking stagecoaches out there. Yeah. It's but in a, this one, it's rated, it's rated G. Yeah. This is yeah. like the thir- PG 13 part. Maybe she's so like, this is a little heavy, you know, they're going to stab in this horse. Another interesting thing that they changed in this movie was apparently Cogburn was the one that ended up killing Cheney in the original movie. Like he, he got the final shot on him, but in this one, Maddie's the one that, shoots him which i think is more meaningful since yeah. she's you know she's the one that's avenging her father's she's death. got the grit wow and then uh one more was that um in the original ending like cogburn and maddie kind of get like this sort of happy ending like cogburn saves her she doesn't lose her arm it's just in a sling at the end Aww. and then like they basically say goodbye and go their separate ways so like they get some closure and get the get the happy ending but in this one she she fucking passes out and then he's gone and she doesn't see him ever again. Which is fucking the beef lives crazy. though, so it's a happy ending. I wish we got a little update yeah. on the beef too though, because I mean we do find out like the end of the story. Like I don't know why it takes her so long to track down Rooster and to like thank him and see him and all that crap, but I don't know. I, it was weird. It was like kind of bittersweet towards the end. Like it wasn't wasn't yeah, a happy ending. Totally. Like she fucking lost an arm, which like I did not expect that to happen yeah. at the end. But I guess it goes right. to show you like it's how nice fucking to know... tough those, like tough the times were. Like you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess it's some closure that oh, she she got to know that Cogburn kind of you know he he lived out the rest of his life, you know basically it was 78 when he died i looked right. at the gravestone i mean oh, which okay. i mean for back then is That's pretty, pretty freaking old, old. Yeah. yeah for him it's pretty especially old, with man. his lifestyle and everything yeah yeah for sure yeah um but yeah it, it was kind of sad like you said bittersweet that she never really got to say goodbye and to really thank cogburn for what he did because i mean he did save her life you know flat out and like we saw how much he cared about her and the the lengths he went to 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 get her help at the end of the movie but yeah she it doesn't feel like she ever really got closure on uh her relationship with cogburn yeah he never came back for the 50 mm-hmm. bucks which true probably a lot of money back then that i don't know true. i liked it it was a, it was a cool country flick it was pretty standard and by the books but it was you know the acting was super great the cinematography was super great you know, music was the big draw for music. Me. I think, yeah, the acting music, and that that Coen Brothers touch helps it kind of set it apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I'll, and Jeff Bridges. I mean, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he crushed it. And fucking Haley, He's just so good. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Mm-hmm. I just remember being wowed by the acting when I saw this movie. Like, this is great. I thought it was gonna be like, yeah, Western, watch it, whatever. And I'm like, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. It took yeah. me a hot minute. We know how I get with seeing like popular actors and roles and stuff like that and seeing matt damon as Lebeef, like it after a little uh, bit like I'm like all right yeah i got i get it it's okay i thought he was every might again going that. back to the his creepy scene where he's staring at her in the dark while she's sleeping but like when he she's like how do you know about my like uh, me or something he's like 
I'm a ranger. <laughs> he like looks to the side. He like flashes his mm-hmm. badge. He was he was so like proud of himself. I'm like, dude. And so I love that she instantly shoots him down. Like that doesn't mean shit around here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're, not, you're from Texas. Yeah. You're not in Texas anymore. <laughs> right. Also, what was it talking about? What they like? We don't make two kind. We make two different fires. One for cooking and one for keeping warm. Something like that. He doesn't. Yeah. I the don't. first night when they were fighting. About stuff because he says yeah, he says they keep fire. their fires small or whatever. Like he's, he's not to, used to a, this big fire. He's trying to brag. It's a humble brag. He's trying to he's be trying fucking tough. Oh my god. And yeah, she, she she's like, you live in fucking Texas. It's hot down there. You don't need a big fire to keep you warm. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. But Artie Fine makes another good point he's for about referring back to the ending of the original. He says, "I imagine they couldn't have anybody but John Wayne getting in the last shot." Of course. Mm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Apparently, he, John Wayne doesn't like horses. Oh, uh, really? And he, he he rode in a car or be like a truck at, whenever he could. He only did that for movies. Hmm. Like you think he's like this guy that like lives on a ranch for his like no, not a, not a fan of horses. He actually. Yeah, I learned a little bit about. It. I don't know too much about him, but I do know that his acting is not ever impressive to me, and that's probably like sacrilegious to people. I, maybe I don't know enough about film or appreciate his work, but like he just sounds like John Wayne, and like I've seen a few movies with him, and they're just it could just be that era, that yeah. time. I think it's just yeah, you know, acting has changed over the years. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, entertainment but he got like an oscar right you said or something like that for like this yeah. film. oh yeah in the original yeah Crazy. john wayne did yeah man like what came out that year which Nothing? this i mean this <laughs> kind of curious movie got nominated for like 10 academy awards but it didn't win any of them hmm. but yeah like best support best actor is jeff bridges best supporting for or other way around for Haley steinfeld but yeah lots of nominations but but no wins for this year for that one. What year was it? 2010? Let's see who won that 2010. year. 2010. Yeah. Ooh, let's see here. Who else we had? We had Javier Bardem for Beautiful, Jeff Bridges for True Grit, Jesse Eisenberg for The Social Network, Colin Firth for oh, The King's right. Speech, yeah. and James Franco for 127 Hours. The winner was? Interesting. King's Speech. King's Speech. Correct. Yeah, Colin Firth. That. Hmm. Which well, that's a that's a pretty big cast right there. Pretty big. It is. It is. Everybody with J names except for Colin. Huh. Well, I feel like we're winding down on this one. Do yeah. we have any uh, any closing comments about True Grit? <sighs> no. No. Yeah, I, don't I think. Got right. else to say. I'm out. I'm out here. I'm a little bit. Uh, no, I thought, yeah, I'm glad I watched this one. I feel like I say that every episode, but I'm always glad that I watched a new movie new, that yeah. I haven't seen before. Um, For sure. And again, this is another one that I've always, that I've heard about. And again, I like, I enjoy Western, so it's just one that I haven't got around to. Um, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad you, uh, brought this to us, Brandon. It's again, different from what I expected going in, but I was pleasantly it's surprised. It's Coen Brothers. It's, that's more important. Yeah. You got Jeff Bridges again yeah. with the Coen Brothers. Watch it. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, anything else? Or are good. we good to move good. on? To Let's get going. All right. We will play a little game after this, and we will see how much you boys know about your Old West trivia. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. 
right after this little break right here. <laughs> your boy's knowledge of a little bit of Old West trivia. See how much you fellas know. This is going to be rough. Uh, <laughs> this is You guys, don't worry. You guys can work together on this one. Um, if you if you win, you I don't know, you get a, a hundred gold pieces. But California if you lose, gold pieces. Hmm. Yeah, you get a hundred California gold pieces. But if you lose, you get buried under six feet under by the <laughs> Ned Pepper gang. Oh damn. Wow. Uh this is from usefultrivia.com. Shout out. Uh um, see how useful it really is. We'll just we'll make it as quick. It's a it's been a long night, so we'll we'll just do five questions. Again, you boys working together, so let the I guess if you get more if you get three or more right, then you then you win. Yeah, okay. Know. Okay. Cool. All right. Question number one. Henry McCarty was better known by what nickname? Sundance Kid, Billy the Kid, Kid Colt, or Butch Cassidy? Billy the Kid. I don't know who the fuck this would be. Who was the real person's name? Henry McCarty. Henry McCarty. And give me the other ones again. The Sundance Kid, Billy the Kid, Kid Colt, or Butch Cassidy? Cassidy. I think it would be Billy because his name's not Billy. Maybe the first. No, one. I remember reading about Billy. I was trying to learn. He died really young, and uh, he his name was not Bill or William or something like that. So that's why I thought it was him. All right, I'll I'll go with whatever. I'm clueless on this... country trivia. Going with Billy. Yeah, old Billy. All right. That is correct. Oh, nice. Brandon. Born in New York City in 1859. Yeah. He's generally depicted as a ruthless killer, but he only wanted to avenge the murder of his employer who treated him like a son. Only four four of the men Billy shot actually died. And hmm. these may all be considered acts of self-defense or self-preservation. Yeah. Uh, and he died at the age of 21. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. There's like a couple photos of him out there and it's just like, one was discovered in the news. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know much about him. And I looked into it, and I, that name sounded right. Perfect. Well, yeah, one for one so far. You're on the right track. Uh, question number two. 
What weapon has become known as the gun that won the West? Is it the Sharp Derringer? Is it the Smith & Wesson Revolver? Is it the Colt Peacemaker? Or is it the Winchester Rifle? Dave, it's either two or four, right? I was going to say I've Smith heard of this. Wesson one. I, yeah, it does sound familiar. The gun that won the West. West. It was the Der- what was it? The Derringer, the Smith & Wesson, the Peacemaker... The Winchester is what I'm the Winchester. I'm the last one was the Winchester. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the Winchester, Winchester. Is, Winchester also went. And made, I mean, he he made so much money, and oh, they the got that crate. Right? But you know about the Winchester Mansion, right? I don't know. Please enlighten me, real quick. Please. The the widow of Winchester, she got all this money, and she was like, she thought all the people who have been killed by the gun haunt her family so she starts making i feel like uh, i've heard this before she makes all these um updates to the mansion of hallways and doors that go to nowhere so it's just her her mansion is it's a tourist attraction it's a real place and um so i i would say winchester is the one because if it won the west i mean it made gangbusters and if it made so much money that a crazy old lady started making uh additions to her mansion that made no sense All right, so. you got the first one on me. I'll, I'll let to, I'll let that go. It says win in the name too. Winchester, it wins the West. So that sound logic right there. Okay, yeah. sure. All right, I'll go with it. Winchester rifles, your final answer? Yeah, sure. That is incorrect. Oh! Six shooter, wasn't it? The Colt Peacemaker. What? Forty-five. A forty-five caliber gun manufactured by Colt's Firing Arms Manufacturing Company in Hartford, Connecticut, was produced for the first time in eighteen seventy-three. Has become known as the gun that won the West. At okay. this, t- at the time, it sold for seventeen dollars. That was a steal. Man. I mean, back then, I don't know what that yeah uh, I, I like equates to, but I, I like I like when um uh, roosters like he's like I don't I don't buy my liquor, <laughs> I confiscate it. <laughs> he just steals it from the people he kills. Yep. It's just like never right. makes it back. He takes it in for uh takes it in as evidence but it's just like Got a it. thing you did back then you just killed people and you just took the stuff off of the body it's like kind of mm-hmm. man it's a brutal life, life back then yep. yep all right one for two here we go question number three who's the only woman known to have robbed stagecoach was it poker alice pearl hart annie oakley or sarah pierce i little annie oakley sounds pretty spot on i don't know a lot of these other ones say the names again please poker alice pearl heart annie oakley or sarah pierce annie dave yeah sure sure all right we'll go with annie i don't know that is incorrect i don't think annie oakley was a a criminal i think she was just a really good shot but the correct answer was Pearl Hart uh, on May 29th, 1899. Pearl Hart and a man named Joe Boot stopped the Globe, Arizona stagecoach and relieved its passengers of all their money, about Hmm. $400. Whoa. (laughs) Feeling feeling badly at leaving her victims penniless, Pearl decided to return a dollar to each of them, enough to eat on. There you go. See, that's why female criminals are better than male criminals. Mm. Male criminals just take (laughs) it. 
And you're right, Eric. <laughs> Little Annie Oakley was an American sharpshooter who starred in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. Okay. Yep. She was. Oh, she was just known as a very, very good shot. All right. One for three, boys. Ned Pepper Gang's Uh-oh. catching up on you. Oh, One more and we shit. lose. One more and we, you lose. All right. Number, question number four. What percentage of women living in Deadwood, South Dakota in 1876 were prostitutes? <laughs> Was it Deadwood? 30%, 90%, 70%, or 50%? 90, 70, 50, 30? Yes. Those are the What was the area? Deadwood. Deadwood, South Dakota in 1876. South Dakota, too. South Dakota? What's going on over there? They got a lot of whores out in South Dakota. <laughs> don't they have <laughs> Mount Rushmore? It's in south or north. I don't know which one. Well, I forget that Dakota's exist. Let's, Dakotas. Be honest. Dakotas. Let's be honest. That state, those states, nobody remembers. Nobody's talking about them. Nobody's from there. Dakotas. Hey, what if we... If we have a listener from either of the Dakotas, I want to hear from you with the Dakota slander. How dare you? I don't so, know. I'm guessing it's probably pretty high if it's a if it's a country like stop on the way out to the west. All them cowboys are probably going out there for the whores on their way out. I would think it would be 70 or 90, but I don't know. Let's, think, let's, let's think about that. 90% of the people living in the town are whores. Now, That's, what was the year? Of... 1876. Dude, you know. It's so far back. Like, it's like, ain't like it's, it's believable. It's not that, that it long ago, but like, it's, you know, like shit was very different. Just a couple generations ago. That is so sad if it's ninety percent. I don't know. What do you th- you think it's seventy ninety? Seventy or ninety, one of those two. I don't you're you up. You're up. I got the last couple wrong. Well before he said before he said these numbers, my gut was like thirty, forty percent. Really? Like that's what I just thought, and then he said those numbers and I'm like, okay. Well think about how many I mean these these old West towns were small. There's probably only I don't know. 50, 100 people in this town and think about these figures. Right. So it might not be that insane if it's 50, you know. 50 sounds reasonable, you know. Half the, well, no, I mean, I could the be town's wrong. just Maybe like, town had towns just people, like saloons no, and saloons and trading posts and a whorehouse. Like, right. It could be a pit stop town, right? Like you're yeah. saying. So do you want to just say 90? Just have fun with it and be like, that's, that seems crazy, but you want to do seventy? You want to do seventy? Sure. Do seventy? Meet in the middle. Seventy, fifty, somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Seventy or fifty? You tell me. Half sure. of the women. No, let's do seventy. Let's have fun with half it's of not, the it's townspeople not... or half of the women. Half of it. It's the percentage okay. of women. Yeah. Percentage yeah. of women. Okay, yeah, well, I don't yeah. Think yeah. Seventy, 70 yeah. sounds. Seventy. Because if many? it's seventy percent of the whole population, that's a whole different story. Yeah, what do we got, Eric? 70%? Is that your final answer? I want to yeah. say 90 because it's more interesting, but we'll do 70. Are you sh- are you sure you want to go with 70? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't think. Let's go with 90 then, Brandon. Let's get spicy. Let's go spicy. Let's get, yeah, 90. Fuck it, 90. It has been estimated 
that 90% of women living in <laughs> wow. Deadwood, South Dakota in 1876 were prostitutes. It was oh. difficult for a woman to make a living in the American West, especially if she did not have the protection of a father or husband, and many single women turned to prostitution as their only So option. that was like a thing in Unforgiven, all those girls in the beginning. They, they had nowhere to go, and they just needed a place, and that woman was trying to take care of them, but that guy, those guys were like beating them up and stuff, and yep, they just treated them horribly. But, all right. Yeah. One of Ned Pepper's gang's horses just broke their leg. You're 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 uh, almost there to the, <laughs> on the, to the pile of gold. Dave's behind the <laughs> rocks and I'm standing there radio fearful. <laughs> you got two for two, so it all comes down to this last question. Alright. All right. Here we go. Question number five. How long did the gunfight at the OK Corral last? <laughs> Was it thirty minutes? Was it 13 minutes? Was it 30 seconds? Or was it 1 minute and 13 seconds? With a very... It's a very precise account <laughs> of the evening. 1 minute and 13 seconds? Like somebody sitting there counting it? Yeah, I know. Whoa, that was quick! <laughs> he looked at his watch right before it started Holy popping off. Shit. I know. How would they possibly know that time at that time? Like, how would you know within seconds? You would have been like, well, hey, oh, man, it was over real quick. Like, how long? How long, like a minute? <laughs> minute 13. 13 seconds. <laughs> it was about a minute 13. Yeah. Maybe fourteen. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's so specific. I don't know. That's distracting. Gunfight. It's a pretty. It's a famous gunfight, though. So I figured it'd have to. What's be... famous about it? Probably, probably the most famous. What's, I, I only know. know it by name, but like, it's what just happened? like yeah, just by name. Like it's like the showdown at the OK Corral, kind of like that's like the the Western showdown. It's the classic. Thirty minutes. Which, Thirteen minutes. Thirty seems like too long. 30 minutes, 13 minutes, 30 seconds, 1 minute, 13 seconds. Yeah. I feel like it's 30 minutes. Because it's like easier for somebody to it's a say long that. a gunfight. Well, why else would it be so gunfight popular? gunfight in a Western movie? It's like 30 minutes. It seems like movie. a long time. It seems like everybody would be dead by then. So I was thinking 13, but then 13 is... Like it might be a minute, thirteen seconds. <clears throat> like it was just over real quick. Yeah. All right. Just a lot of people were dead. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> just, just smoke is going on and just everybody. I mean, I could see it being thirty. I don't know. Half, I don't know. Half a okay. okay, corral. What's a corral? That's just like where horses... Just like a, like do like a like... saloon or whatever. The OK Corral was the saloon, I believe. It's corrals and saloons are the same thing? I don't know. I don't know. I thought a corral had Corral's like a... for horses, but I don't know why you'd horses, be having a yeah. shootout at a horse place. They were doing a show? <laughs> we're such idiots. Hey, Siri. What's a corral? Uh, a corral is a pen for horses, cows, yeah. or other livestock. So, uh, it's not a saloon, so they're probably sober. Well, no, we don't know about that. Well, they're coming trying to rob the horses, and the farmers are just protecting themselves. So, it's probably a proper shootout. A saloon would sure. be done in like within a minute. 
But I feel like at a corral, it's not really it takes like a little a place bit for you... the marshals to get there. Yeah, it's just setting up. You just don't know what's you know you're not ready to like shoot. I don't think at a corral. See, it just happened there. Thirteen minutes sounds pretty good. I'm with it. Thirteen or thirty? I don't know, Dave. You you pick. I'll I, go thirteen. I thirteen. Got lucky See, with thirty it. seems too long, and it's it too perfect long. of a number. How does somebody know that it's third? 30 minutes about 20 just pick minutes. a fucking answer 13 i say 13 minutes is 13. your final answer yeah i say all right the gunfight at the okay corral was a 30 ah. second shootout oh, it was really quick between lawmen and members of a loosely organized group of outlaws that took place at about 3 p.m on wednesday october 26 1881 in tombstone arizona it's generally Sorry. regarded as the most famous shootout in American West history. Why? It says about about 30 shots were fired in 30 seconds. Some of the two opposing parties were initially only about six feet apart. The gunfight was a result of a long simmering feud uh, between cowboys and some deputy town marshals. Hmm. So, Oh, shit. Yep. Okay. Nope, there you go. We overthought that. 30 seconds. 30 second shootout. You're going to say 30 minutes, and I was going to be all upset. I know. (laughs) I got you. I got you. It's a lot of minutes. It's a lot of bullets. Got you there. Well, boys, the Ned Pepper gang caught up to you and (laughs) And murdered us. They shot you all in the head, and now you're dead. (laughs) The end. Can't well, bury us because the ground is hard. It was close. That's true. <laughs> Gonna have to wait, wait till the warmer months. Oh, don't leave but me so the wolves almost, eat my body. You almost got away, but that Ned Pepper gang. Dave got, got shot, but I got away. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. I remember you. You you shot Dave's horse and <laughs> slowed them down. <laughs> it's like walking dead. Thanks. Right. Yep. Oh, poor Otis. Anyways, um, oh, wow, that's like season season one Otis or two, right? One. Well, season two, yeah, baby. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, when the show yep. was good, yep, yep. We're still we're still chugging through it. We're on like season nine, halfway through season nine or so. Wow, so we're almost there. Wow, but that's just a you know we just throw it on every now and then. But it's a good one. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's get out of Take here. It's home. been a long, been a long. Take me home, country road <laughs> to the place. All right, we gotta get out of here. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy. Uh, if you want to join our Discord, chat with us, whatever about games, movies, all that stuff. Play our game, what map game? Post your results in there. The no or nomad or the nomads of fantasy slash Discord. The nomads of fantasy.com and nomads of fantasy.com. All also, of them. Oh, they get you to the same place. And uh, nomads of fantasy.com slash discord. Send your suggestions. If you have them, you never know. Uh, Cause like, maybe we haven't seen it. Maybe it's something that's in our, our list or something like that or whatever. But like, I love when people suggest stuff to us cause uh, we've done a couple Absolutely. episodes just randomly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. advocating for the discord i mean we got already fine a very valued discord member in our twitch chat right now um so come chat with him he's i mean fantastic 
fantastic person always mm-hmm. supporting us chatting with us love it love all all of the uh all the whatever everybody in our discord tegis <laughs> driving divan jake all all you guys already fine great great people in there it's fun come chat with us Chill. um nomadsfantasy.com slash discord Oh, and our guests build up our community. Our guests stay yes. in the Discord and they chat, which is always cool yeah. because, like, you know, if they're from, you know, whatever, they have their own perspective that we thought was interesting. They hop on and they stick. Around I mean, they must have they join in like, some of the conversations and stuff like that. Yeah, they must have liked us enough to stick around. I mean, you could always <laughs> leave, leave the Discord server, but I don't think anyone that's joined our Discord server has ever left. Well, that's so nice. that tells you something. Yeah, that tells you something. It's because it's right? chill. It's really just kind of post chat, little, and, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, Yeah, other than that, I don't. Oh, you can email us, (laughs) nomadsoffantasy.com. Don't forget that. Nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com if you want to email us there. We never get emails. So if you want to send us something there, comments, questions, suggestions, anything you want. Yeah, we get get some every now and then. Very rarely, but if you send us something there, we will read it uh, no matter what it is. So. Feel free to send. <laughs> Good to know. Good to feel know. free to send a, a game suggestion too. We're always looking for new game suggestions. Yeah, I know. Please. I know. Tejas in our Discord was cooking something up. Uh, Talk about that suggestion the, as the well. Trivia so. game at the end that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we're we're always we're always up for for new suggestions because you know we're always looking to mix it up with our final game at the end here. So uh, yeah, anything you got, send it our way. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's all I got. Merch store as well. I mean, that's up there. Nomadsoffantasy.com. Just click on the merch link if you want some some cool shit. Hopefully, we'll get more stuff up soon. But other than that, I think uh, that's all I got for you. So as always, until next time, safe travels, nomads. implicit agreement. My watchman had his teeth knocked out and can take on this soup. Well, I will take it to law. You have no case. Lawyer J. Noble Daggett of Dardanelle, Arkansas, may think otherwise. Is my a jury. Petitioned by a widow and three small children. I will pay $200 to your father's estate when I have in my hand a letter from your lawyer absolving me of all liability from the beginning of the world to date. I will date take $200 for Judy, plus $100 for the ponies, and $25 for the gray horse that Tom Cheney left. He was easily worth $40. That is $325 total. The ponies have no part in it. I will not buy them. And the price for Judy is $325. I would not pay $325 for winged Pegasus. As for the gray horse, it does not belong to you. The gray horse was lent to Tom Cheney by my father. Cheney only had the use of him. I will pay $225 and keep the gray horse. I don't want the pumps. I cannot accept that. There will be no settlement after I leave this office. It will go to law. All right, this is my last offer. $250 for that. 
I get the release previously discussed, and I keep your father's saddle. The gray horse is not yours to sell. The saddle is not for sale. I will keep it. Lawyer Daggett will prove ownership of the gray horse. He will come after you with a writ of replevin. A what? Writ of All right, now li listen very carefully, as I will not bargain further. I will take the ponies back and the gray horse, which is mine, and settle for $300. Now, you must take that or leave it, and I do not much care which it is. Well, Lawyer Daggett would not wish me to consider anything under $325. But I will settle for 320 if I am given the 20 in advance. Now, here's what I have to say about that saddle.